0: Hello, folks. Welcome to the broadcast. This is John we're here, your host here at Revival. Now we're here to do this special broadcast. with My wife and I say hello to the people. Babe.
1: Hello.
0: Yes, <laughs> she's she's kind of camera shy and mic shy too. So she'll get she'll get the hang of it. Anyway, today I want to talk about the healing miracle that I have received in my body uh, today. Uh, this past Thursday, the doctor gave me a tremendous bill of health. A good, healthy, strong bill of health. Years, it, 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 to go back in time, I all my life as a child I battled with asthma and breathing problems and always having pneumonia and always getting bronchitis, always getting sick and everything. And, then it, and it led up to the point in 1998 where I had been riding home from church. ...on my bicycle and I came home and I started coughing. It was Mother's Day in 1998. And my lung had collapsed on the bathroom floor. And come to find out I had a what was called a bullus or a bleb. It's an air blister that forms on the lung when one the, of when the air tiny air sacs on your lung expand out to the point where they don't retract back. And it just starts to get bigger until it ruptures. Well... Went on through, went on through that. I was in the hospital for 21 days. They, had to, they couldn't get it to close up. So finally they had to do an emergency surgery, which took 13 hours at the time to do the first surgery. And, and it went, went on and I, and I closed up and they closed up, healed finally. And then finally, after they, that's it because they put a clamp and a staple in it, come 2002, my dog, my my Chihuahua at the time, Molly, had been throwing a fit and she had been really acting up and my mom was like, what is wrong with this dog? And she was barking at her and everything and she went downstairs and went to let the dog out and the dog wouldn't go outside and the dog was on me. I was turning blue. Mom called 911. Come to find out my left lung had collapsed because the fact is it had grown. My actually, my tissues had actually grown into my chest wall. My lung tissue had actually grown into my chest walls, and uh, it raised up concerns with the doctors. What is really going on here? So they they came to the configuration and the determination, and that I had had a rare form of muscular. It's a, muscular dystrophy isn't a disease itself. There's many types of diseases under that umbrella. And Eller's danlos happened to be one of them. It's called Eller's danlos It's by doctors. Eller's and Danlos are the ones that they were, they're, they were, they're MDA doctors. They're muscular dystrophy doctors. they special in muscular dystrophies only. And they came to the determination that this is the disease where you're born with a bad protein gene. And the bad protein gene that you're born with Produces bad collagen which causes the tissues to lose elasticity over time and it starts to just Go to nothing, which meant my tissues were dying And through that I went went through all that 2007 the same thing I had to have two surgeries one on, one month back one on top of each other a month within each other um, Then don't, don't forget to mention all the pneumonia all them um, yeah and i had countless pneumonias mm-hmm. it was constantly i just couldn't get better mm-hmm. I mean I had pneumonia after pneumonia after pneumonia and then this is this was it was it was a living hell basically in 2014 it's after i had met her met Mary because i met her in 2013. I was doing yard work and my parents, first off when we first met I had fluid on the lungs and the doctor, it was at three centimeters and the doctor just sent me home and says, said oh you'll be fine. Well, three or four months later I'm working in my mom and dad's front yard and she catches me from when I fell and rushed me to the hospital. And when it's a good thing she did because the fact is I had a I had a sack of fluid one of those blebs but it had filled with fluid this time, and it was full of staff. It was like it was like it was like, it was like like a watery substance and then the rest was staff. Which any of you know that if any time you got staff in any part of the body, it's By not part. it's <laughs> or body part or bloodstream or whatever it's it's fatal. Mm-hmm. Um, so this whole thing started transpiring and and they they went in there and, and they was like there was there was no doctors that wanted to touch it so they caught a hold of dr. han chi suen is a chinese doctor a christian born again believer the best one of the best the, the best in, in thoracic surgeons you can ever get um he went in there and he's like i can get this he looked at me and he walked in there he goes you're a wire. You get, you, you, you strong, you're gonna, you're gonna make it through this. You know, why, uh, I was like, okay. I was like, I felt, I mean, it felt like something was like kicking in me. And the next thing you know, he's like, he goes, like, we're gonna go get this. We're gonna get this. Well, they, they, they had scheduled the surgery for like 12 hours. They didn't know how long, because it was right behind the heart. As many of you could see that was on, they could see on my Facebook feed, the p- picture I posted. And the there's there's one on my Twitter account too um, There there was a blip the size. It was the size of a water bottle mm-hmm. Matter of fact, it was 19 centimeters. Hold the mic baby Picture this is exactly 19 centimeters from here to here picture this whole entire bottle that I'm holding here. Those of you wait by listening the way of radio, I'm talking. Like,
1: (laughs) wow, this is huge.
0: Those you would listen to me by way of radio and by the way of podcast, I'm holding up a cleaner bottle that's probably that's nineteen centimeters tall and about say about oh say about three inches in diameter. That's how big that that blab was inside of me. That's how that that was inside of me, and it, it had my part pushed over to the one side, as you all can see on the X ray by watching by way of Facebook Live. Um, it was, it was It was it was near it, my heart had stopped twice. They had to re, they had to put the paddles to me. I came out of surgery. I had two paddle marks on me. I had a burn mark here and a burn mark here. Um, then it became a, a matter of healing up, which left a major void about this size in me. No, since
1: I turn it this way, this big, around.
0: And it left a big old void in me. But plus, they, after the surgery, they had me on strong antibiotics. They had, they had a direct port into my heart, which was pumping <gasps> antibiotics in me Scary. around the clock. Scary. Just to take that out alone can cause me to die. An embolism. It could cause a pulmonary. It could cause a, a cardio embolism and I could be dead. So that alone was enough to scare scare anybody. <laughs> I mean, don't tell me I wasn't scared because I was.
1: And well, how long were you in the hospital for? I think two. Was it two weeks? Three weeks? Yeah, I spent the night every night there. So sleep there. Go to work. Come home. Come back. Pray over him. And he would always say, I'm bulletproof. I really believe that now. <laughs> I didn't believe that at first, but I do believe that. I God made him bulletproof. I mean nobody's really bulletproof, but you know what I mean.
0: Anyway Oh, through the healing process of that, it I thought what I was getting better, which wound up I was getting worse. It the uh, the thing is my my liver enzymes started skyrocketing out of nowhere. I started having heart trouble, which is which I believe was due to the due to my breathing capacity diminishing. I went so finally I went to one what triggered this all off was I picked up my daughter out of her playpen one morning and what year I was felt it was night it was, ni- was twenty seventeen. Yeah. It was July two thousand seventeen, July fifth. I went to pick her up, and it snapped. And I had took scar tissue growing into my lungs, and it, it snapped, and it triggered off concerns with my doctor to go ahead and do a pulmonary function test. Well, they
1: hadn't done in a long time. They hadn't done that in a while.
0: Right, and they took did the pulmonary function test, and the pulmonary function test showed I was eighty four percent in diminishing. Matter of fact, as a matter of fact, from that time on, from on from two thousand seventeen, on up to probably around two thousand, late two thousand eighteen.
1: Well, you had pneumonia. I had
0: pneumonia, and I kept. I had pneumonia twice, nodule. and it and it developed into a nodule. They said a nodule was developing.
1: It was two point two centimeters for two years.
0: Yeah. So the. The, never the,
1: grew. Is my point. It never grew, which is a miracle in itself.
0: Anyway, the like I said, um, the not the nodule was hadn't grown, and then I decided to go follow up with the. My doctor decided to get me followed up with, and before we decided to do the follow up and everything, I just knew I wasn't feeling well. When well, my doctor was like. John, I feel I feel like there's some concerns here. I am worried about you. Your your stats are not right. Something's you're, you're not right. You're
1: heart problems too. You had extra heartbeats, which they said over time could lead to heart failure. Um, didn't you have a? What did they say about the artery? You had some kind of like abnormality or something.
0: I've had, I've, I had I I had ventricular dilation of the heart. It means my left front ventricle was dilating out farther beyond normalcy. And they, that's that's basically when the heart actually s- expands out. That's the part, that's the main part. The left front ventricle is the part of the heart that, that, that takes and it, that pumps the, the blood, the, gen, the, ox, the oxygenated blood and pumps it through your heart and pumps it through, which distributes it throughout your, your whole entire arterial system. Um. It was really getting concerning because it was because wor- it was worried. I had double heartbeat.
1: But we prayed as a family, and had other people praying. You know, Pastor Josh, Pastor Tory, Jack Harris, Sherry, Pastor Donna, and um, everybody. Just a lot of people Pastor praying. Rick. Pastor Rick. And by that morning, they redid his labs and his um, I guess the heart. They redid the heart. What do you call it? Monitor. Yeah. And it showed no extra heartbeats.
0: Well, so. the the thing the thing is is what, what 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 I believe the turning point is is when we finally got a hold of everybody and we were just like saying this could be <laughs> it because with with the vascular Ehlers Danlos that I was diagnosed with, the age expectancy for Ehlers Danlos is, for for vascular Ehlers Danlos is 48, and I'm 44, which meant. There was only four years left, and I'm fit. I
1: don't believe it was necessarily four years left. I think it depended on where, what stage you were in with the disease. And it, the doctors were saying that he was in, was going chronic. He was acute at first. And then it went chronic within two years. So he was leaning more towards the younger years of life.
0: Which meant I would have gone home to be with the Lord at a very young age. And she was freaking out. She was crying. She was... <laughs> You know, and I'm, I'm Naturally. and I've always, I've never been afraid of dying. I'm just been afraid of leaving my kids behind. You know, when you have kids, it's a different story. You know, before it was like I fought the battle myself and moved on, but now when you got kids in the mix, you know, and you got a marriage in the mix, you know, it's come, it becomes a little bit different. You know, and my wife and my daughter through praying and everything, and they.
1: Well, it started with Pastor Jack Harris when we got the news about his heart. And being susceptible to the aortic, aortic dissection, which is just the major artery tears. It could be in the leg. It could be in the heart. And it, there's no surgery that can fix it. There's like, what, 2% that survived the surgery? My uncle died from that. Um, they did the surgery, and he was in a coma and never came to. So naturally, he just passed away. But Jack Harris called us, uh, specifically me, because I was, like right now, I was freaking out and afraid. I mean, it's just a natural reaction as a human being to, to be afraid. It wasn't that I didn't trust God. It was what's going to happen, not knowing been expected. So he, he was just praying with us and trying to calm me down. I was like, you know what? Your faith has been so strong. We've been married almost five years in April next year been together six and it's just neat to see how sick he was I'm not saying it's neat that he was sick but it's neat to see God progress his healing like every single year it's been a miracle so.
0: well it taught me more it got me more challenged into plugging into the things of God and plugging into the presence of God and one of the things to do is is when you're when you're faced with an adversity like this you got to plug into the presence of God don't go to any religious type of idolatry or think you got to do everything symb- symb- the symbolism and all this you got to do all these symbols and you got to do all this certain way you get into the presence of god it means you see God face to face it means you, you you take your heart and you connect it to His. even when
1: you don't feel like it
0: even when you don't mean when
1: you're exhausted and you're scared
0: there's times when she would say how how are you feeling you, know, you look good babe because she would always say babe you're looking good you look good I would just sit there and I would be laughing. I'd be like, you, if, you knew, <laughs> if you only knew if you only knew what I felt like. I mean, people yeah. didn't understand that I didn't have energy. My energy level was gone. And what's leading up to this is the fact is that when the doctor ordered for a new follow-up for the pulmonary function test, and, he, and I felt like I was on death's door at the time. Yeah. And Like suffocating. What led up to this is the, he, he she had ordered the pulmonary function test. And when the pulmonary function test, I had to do a CAT scan on top of that. You had to do the CAT scan first and then do the pulmonary function test it right after that. And after he got done he, with all that, he called me up right away. And the doctor says, he goes, I, I do want you to come in on December 26th. i got some very good news for you.
1: Well, that
0: was twenty seventh. It was a twenty six. It was Thursday. This past Thursday.
1: Oh, sorry.
0: Anyway, the
1: I got my dates wrong on Facebook. I posted it. Sorry.
0: Anyway, <laughs> he pull, calls me into his office, and he has this big old smile. I mean, you could tell this guy was lit up.
1: Now, mind you, we've been still praying as a family, and you know, my it's so cute because our daughter knows frontwards and backwards, heal daddy, heal his lungs, top of his head, soles of his feet, and I mean, she goes, and if we don't, if we forget to pray, she comes in our room, mommy, we have to pray, and we do, and so since two years ago, since he was considered redlined, we have just been praying and praying and praying and praying and just trusting God for a miracle, along with a bunch of other people, So, go
0: ahead. The doctor pulled me in his office and he was just like lit up. I mean, he just couldn't, he's like, I don't know how to, he goes, I've been in medicine for 30 something years. I have never seen something happen, take a turn like this. He goes, but I got something to show you. And he started clicking on to my, to my CAT scan results. And on those CAT scan results, mind you, picture that, you all seen what that picture was on my,
1: we're, we need to get them. Literally, we will get you guys the proper x-rays, like the copies, to show you, you could probably go back to when it first started to now.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that posted. I'm going to post yeah, it all. Yeah, we're going to get that for you guys. I'm going to post it all on the Revival Now International Media Ministries Facebook page and through their Twitter account, Revival Now with John Saxbury. Twitter account is re- revival now wjFS3 it's on Twitter if you're not following me follow us anyway or, or and I'm gonna also put it on my Instagram it's it's, re- it's re- John it's John Saxbury revival now um, I'm gonna post that on there too and it will be on my face main, main my main Facebook page and what it showed was two healthy set of lungs. All marbled out perfectly, beautifully, wonderfully, and fearfully made by the Lord.
1: Well, there, where this size hole was, once the scar tissue is removed from a lung, it doesn't grow back. So, he had a hole. I mean, I don't think it was quite that big, because I'm sure it did some. They had to cauterize where they took it out. But the lung tissue where the hole was is brand new, fresh, pink, lung tissue and the nodule's gone, that little two centimeter nodule that with his history would grow to a bleb and fill with fluid and cause a lung collapse. After two years of not growing it is completely gone. And the scar tissue, there was a great amount of scar tissue in there causing him to not be able to breathe fully. And they said that a lot of that's gone too. Which everybody knows none of which ever happens unless You have a miracle and God heals you.
0: I Mean thing thing is always contend for a miracle Always contend for the power of God and always they, plug into the presence of God and
1: people often overlook miracles Oh, they don't happen because there's so much bad going on the in the world They're focused on the bad instead of focusing on what God's doing So it's like they just forget about miracles Oh, let's focus on all the bad. Oh, this person's dying. Oh, this person, you know, da-da-da. Instead of praying for them and believing and standing in the gap for them that they can be healed, we're too busy focused on all the negative stuff. You know? I think.
0: And the next thing you need to understand, too, is you always got to contend for the power of God. mm -hmm. Don't settle for any religious programs, classes, books, tapes. Always go straight to the Father he's he, read your Bible. he's everywhere what <laughs> one of the thing is is that pastor rick shelton said it the best people live as if god is over there and they're over here mm-hmm. he's everywhere he's in you he's around you he sees you he knows you he he does, even with them even muslims he's with the muslims he's with the buddhist the harry christians and all the other religions out there he knows exactly every one of us he knows our hair on our, each hair on our head because he placed them there. He knows the, our, the every chemical, every makeup of our being, every molecule of our being. He's everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's in everything. He's everywhere. He's in heaven, he's on earth. You got to figure the Holy Spirit is not the the part is not part of the Godhead. He is the fullness of the Godhead. He makes he fulfills the Godhead. He fulfills Jesus Christ. He fulfills God the Father. They fulfill each other. They're the fullness of each other. They're not separate individuals. They're everywhere. They're in you. You got to get to know them. You got to get. You got to get. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you mean you, it's time. It's time to get saved. I mean, it, there's no no two ways about it. This is not the day and the hour to mess around. You I mean, look I don't around. Don't you.
1: stick your head in the sand. It's the last thing you want
0: to do. <laughs> Look around you. Look at all the stuff that's going on in our world, and it lines up perfectly with the Bible has been saying for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. The mi- miracles didn't stop with the with the disciple with the original disciples. That's all a bunch of religious garbage. I mean, people people. I mean, it it wasn't Je- Jesus died and that was it. It was only like it wasn't like a like a buffet, limited buffet for miracles. God's still present God's still on the earth God's still moving to the God's still moving Jesus is still on the throne he's still in business. heaven is not going out of business it's not like a, it's not like a supermarket where, where they where they're, where they're going out of business and they're liquidating it's, it, it's, it's here it's real it's available to you you've got to get what's available to you. A lot of people think that they're asking God for too much. It's not It's not too much for God. Mm-mm. It's nothing at all.
1: Sometimes it's not enough.
0: I mean, we, we. Sometimes we. A lot of times we're not asking enough for God. We're putting limits on Him. We've got to. We got to stop putting limits on God. Take and get into your Word. Know it and stand on what God says about healing. And pray for others in the midst of your sickness. Mm-hmm pray for others you see somebody on your Facebook page and they're asking for prayers don't just put praying you just you get down and you start praying for that person right then and there mm-hmm.
1: well my uncle um, was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and that's what I see a lot on there like praying I'm like why don't you say a prayer just don't say oh I'm praying oh happy thoughts you know good vibes I hate when people say good vibes what I mean what does that even mean?
0: It's. <laughs> the person needs a massage? Dude,
1: peace, man. <laughs> Goodbye. I mean, that's what I think, Goodbye like, good is what does well, that they even need. A, mean? They, they need a back rub.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Uh-huh. Say a prayer. Like, I'm a worshiper, so.
0: She's actually a worship leader.
1: Yes, okay, well, that's another. Well,
0: thing. she will have her own program soon. Maybe. But, here, it,
1: um, but anyway, I'm, I'm a worshiper, so. It's just like when you read the Bible. If you read the Bible and you do not believe literally word for word what that word says, it's not going to do you any good. That's why when I hear, oh, send me good vibes, I'm like, that doesn't mean a thing. Literally, like, (laughs) pray. Like, we're praying for you, you know. We're standing in faith with you. We're standing in the gap praying for your healing. Like, we believe and know that God heals. Hello? Miracle sitting here. This isn't just we're saying it and not believing it. Like, we are living a miracle right now.
0: You know, what's, you know what I'm kind of jealous of? Nobody sent me good vibes.
1: <laughs> really?
0: <Burr, burr. laughs>
1: I mean, they mean well, but it's like, come on, guys. Where are the prayers? You know, send a prayer. Call them. I don't know. Don't just, oh, good vibes. Probably Get
0: on your knees yeah. and actually say a prayer, too. And don't just put it on, yeah. just not a funny, not a cute little two hands praying on facebook get on her and pray start start getting that With finger the hands
1: race like really that's all you can do is
0: get on her and actually pray for that person in the comment section and it'll start a chain reaction of other people praying and praying i know and some praying.
1: people i know some people like it's my family so it's my dad's side actually who the, the uncle that's sick and so i know a lot of us Holy rollers, (laughs) we have to, like, contain ourselves because they're not all saved. So they tend to look at you like, what the heck are they saying? But I don't care. I don't care what they think of me because the prayer is not for them. It's for my uncle. I mean, it's for them as a whole, but I don't really, I don't care. What I'm trying to say is I don't care what they have to say about what I pray for or how I pray because it's not for them. I'm obeying God and giving my everything to pray for my uncle to see him receive his miracle. And you know, that's another thing. Even with what's that song we sang today?
0: There's another in the fire.
1: There is joy in every battle, but not always. I mean, there's, you can always find joy in every battle, but even if you don't, even if you lose the battle on earth, you still win that battle in heaven. Like you You know how many people, (laughs) we're the ones stuck here. Think about it. They're in heaven, pain-free, tear-free, enjoying life, serving God. And we're down here, Stuff, you know, as a a whole, like we as a whole, are suffering. And worrying about day-to-day bills and, you know, what are we going to wear tomorrow? And who's, you know, somebody's in a wreck and just a mess. Like this world is a mess. So, even if, I'll, I use my uncle as an example because he's going through that. So, even if he doesn't win the battle here, I know he's winning it there. And he's going to be better off there than he is here. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, there's always joy in battle, no matter what.
0: You know, it, would, it wouldn't, but when I was telling her that, I was like, look, I'd be, I'd be in heaven. I'd be in heaven. And he she was like, she that. was like, she's like, stop saying that. just stop it. I was like, oh, great. The more I would say it, the more she would get upset. And I was like...
1: Well, no wife wants to hear, oh, I'll just be, you know, I'll be having fun. I mean, you you will have fun up there. I mean, that's the best place to be. We're all going to be there someday, hopefully. I know I am. But, um, yeah, I never want to hear you say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you know it's a I'm typical I was like, mail. take
1: me with you. Just take me with you.
0: I mean, they told me I had... The, the life expectancy was 48. I'm thinking, what am I, a gallon of milk? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I got an expiration date now. I'm going spoiled. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and
1: Pastor Jack Harris is like, nobody knows your expiration date. Stop claiming that. Stop speaking that out. And start believing and trusting God that you're going to be healed. And I do you remember I would always tell you, Even even more so this year was last year too. I was like God. I have you know. I just know God's gonna heal you. He's going to. He's healing you. I know he is, and he would always say. I don't doubt that, but I don't feel good. Something just isn't right, and I'm like I had to keep telling him stop saying those words. Start claiming your healing. You have to start speaking it out of your mouth, and owning your like claim that healing because the more you say, oh I don't feel good, and something isn't right, and I just have a feeling, you know, I'm not going to be here, or whatever you would say, I would always have something positive to say, and it would tick them off.
0: I know it would probably freak <laughs> her out if I said it, but, you know, I was actually calling funeral homes up, looking for funeral rates. I'm not dumb, I knew that. <laughs> I was calling up, looking for funeral rates and everything else, and and it was just like, you know. Um,
1: well, your mom and dad have that covered.
0: <laughs> I was like.
1: But you're not going anywhere anytime soon.
0: <laughs> I was, like, not till you are you know, calling out. And it was just, you know, and the more I kept doing it, the more I was wearing it. And, I, and the next thing you know, I mean, it just something, something, I don't know, it, what really kind of, like, sparked me was when a friend of mine, his, his wife, not, I, his his wife had lost her, her baby at birth, and it well-known evangelists. I ain't going to say their names on here, but. Anyway, it just, something sparked in me. Look, you got to start fighting. That's how your wife, your wife and your daughter, your wife and your kids are going to look at you. Well, we were fighting for you because I knew you couldn't fight. They, they, I was like, I'm, he's like, he's like, that's he goes that you, you that's picture your wife and daughter having that over you and that and your two boys having to watch you go that mm-hmm. that way he goes think about your kids and it was like yeah and i was like okay I was like yeah, i know yeah. for a
1: while i felt like you were giving up like spiritually not like you, like, like you were not a christian or love god but i felt like you were just tired you i was, was awesome. i was tired
0: i said god i'm done it's said, exhausting not said, being able to breathe and not
1: being able to move and not being able to live a normal life. Like every other time you were so sick all the time and to watch him even be sick was it was hard. And there were times where I doubted God, I'm not gonna lie. I this you know, a couple of years ago I was like, God, I mean, I guess I just have to accept the fact that I'm gonna lose him and then just move on. I mean, how am I gonna do that? And then I was like, No, you know what? Mm-mm. I'm not accepting this. I know what God's word says, and I believe every single sentence in that Bible. And I just started praying. I would pray at work. If I got a bathroom break, I'd pray in the bathroom. I'd pray over him in his sleep, which he never knew. He never knew I prayed over him in his sleep. I would daily, nightly, weekly pray over him in his sleep. For his safety and his health and just started fighting because he was so weak and so tired he he didn't have an end to do. It wasn't that he didn't have faith, because he had faith. He of course you would always say I'm bulletproof. But that's about as much as you could get out of you as far as praying, because when you get to a certain point in life and you're going through this all the time, you just accept what it is. But that's the lie of the enemy. He wants you to get to a place where you're just solitary and you're just, conf- you know, just off to yourself and just, it is what it is and that's just the way it's going to be. And I was like, no, you remember? Uh-uh. I'm like, I'm not accepting this anymore. And I would get angry. I'm like, if you're not going to pray, I'm going to pray. And then I finally was like, look, I got angry. I was like, you have to start believing this for yourself or you're not going to receive a healing. You're not going to get healed. I would, wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. I would get so angry. I'm like, you have got to start believing God's word and what he says because if you don't there's no hope for you none and some my mom even noticed like she was like something's changed in him just over Christmas for with our Christmas family gathering she was like so he's changed and I think it's because you are spending more time in the word and you're you are getting to study more and you're getting out there and preaching more and just you're not afraid anymore
0: i mean one of the things that was what, what, not funny but that's funny to me anyway after I, I after i got all that diagnosis i kind of went on faith i thought i would be okay it'd be kind of spiritual sent off you know <laughs> I, I, i'm my farewell my farewell <laughs> message you know I got on her and I started preaching about oh, heaven's going to be great for me. Don't worry about me. Blah, 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 blah. I got done with that. And she was home early. She got home early. And next thing you know, I got off the let the air come up here and put in, get myself ready to go with her. I get a FaceTime. It's Basil Howard Brown. He goes, bro, what kind of message is that? I mean, if doom you, you, and gloom. If you want you want you want to go home. You want to die. Is that what it is? He goes. He goes, if You want to go home now, Hey, eh, We'll lay on, lay just lay down on the couch. We'll pray home now. <laughs> he, goes, he goes. Come on. He goes. No, you want it. You were giving that fair. I mean, he was like holding me to it, and I'm thinking, oh great, oh crap. He's serious. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm gonna go. Yeah,
1: but they, him, and Doctor Ronnie Har Brown also got a hold of you and said, look. We will, we're going to stand with you and your family and believe that God is going to heal you. Word for word, God is going to heal you. He's healing you. And I think that was Basil, wasn't it? He had called and was like, God's going to heal you. And yep. that was what I was trying to get him to understand. Like, say those words out of your mouth. I know it's hard. I know what they diagnosed you with. I know the problems you've had, the surgeries you've had, you know, all the heart trouble and all that. I know. Sometimes it's hard to say God's going to heal me when you're going through all of that because it looks impossible. But God does the impossible. He does the impossible. when it looks like nothing is going to happen. And it's literally six years later, like six years we have been waiting and praying for a miracle. And six years is a long time. I was always on edge like, okay, this is it. You know, this is, this is it. And... But you just have to have faith and believe it. You have to speak it out of your mouth. That's so important. You cannot speak out this side and say, oh, well, this is what it is, and then next minute say, well, I might. I might get healed. No, I will be healed.
0: Actually, what set, what really got me, really kind of set the tone with me was when I was reading in the Word that he healed my disease. I mean, it's already mm-hmm. been healed years ago. No, he's ago. going to. He's already healed it. And we it's like, went. and it started ministering to me. He's like, John, yeah. I've already done this for you.
1: You had to receive it and speak it out of your mouth. You got to yeah, believe. The,
0: I, I, it would. The, the thing is, is I mean, it's easier said than done. It Trust is. me, when you're tired, when you're not feeling good, when you're, when you're exhausted, the yeah. simplest task would exhaust me.
1: I would even say, "You got this, babe," and he was like, "No, I don't, I don't." Or I would say, "God's gonna heal you," and he would go, "Hmm." You just
0: mm, struck a mm. I mean, the thing is, is you don't don't get in, don't get caught up into anything that's weird. Stay away from weird Christians. Who has to do with the oldest hocus pocus praying? Stay away from all that. That that's a bunch of garbage. Pray for them. Command that uh, if anything, if you see somebody, you gotta pray for them. Command that sickness to go. Jesus commanded to gave us a commandment. Uh, in his whatever we call for, call out in his name, he will do it for us. In the name of Jesus, I command this body to live. In the name of Jesus, I command this body to rise you up and that walk. I
1: was Cecilia one night when her fever was really high. Remember?
0: Yeah, I, ca- I, ca- I got over my. Side, I said I, I command you to go in Jesus' name. I said fever you get get out of my house now. Her
1: fever wouldn't break.
0: I said this is a property this is the property of the living God. You're trespassing on this property. Mm-hmm. And that night it broke and then it, it diminished off and never came back. It's just you got to command things. Don't like I said don't get around anybody that's weird.
1: Yeah, you can't let your sickness have you. Or get, you have power over that. You have power over sickness and death. Bible says
0: it. Don't get around people that are weird. People that are doing all these hand claps and telling you to do all this stuff and, and call out and scream out and all these physical actions. That's weird. That's crazy. That's not that's not normal. You you got you gotta you gotta get into the presence of God. Be a contender for the presence of God. If you got to, get in there, hook up. There's YouTube. YouTube's full of Rodney Howard Brown videos, Doctor Rodney's videos. Of Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, Dr. Basil Howard Brown, um, Dr. Gil Howard Brown. You get on to some of the stuff of R.W. Shambach. Mm-hmm. Get on stuff of Pastor Rick Shelton's got some good healing stuff on there. You got, got some good anointed messages out there. Get plugged into the anointing. Get plugged into the presence of God. The, man, the anointing is the manifest presence of God. We've got a generation that's hungry for a manifestation, hungry for revelation, impartation, and demonstration and and we the and they're just ready for somebody like us something like somebody like us to reach out and 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 do, and take take the action because we've got to, we've got a whole generation that's hungry and we've got to step up and we've got to because we, we're we're not going to we're going to we're going to we get up off we get off in the weird stuff get off in the crazy stuff all we're doing is hurting ourselves and hurting the lost out there you're driving away the lost when you're acting like Goofy and saying goofy prayers. I seen somebody walk up to my hand, and 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 they're just sitting there and they're staring at me in the face. I'm thinking, dude, <laughs> you're gonna get punched. <laughs> I'm I'm from Limay. We handle things differently. <laughs> She's a North County girl. They handle things more proper.
1: <laughs> they don't. Handle
0: things proper. <laughs> they handle with gunfire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been in he. I've been in uh, Jefferson County though for over ten years, so I'm not. I'm from there. Yes, North County. but I don't live there, haven't <laughs> for over ten years.
0: Anyway, <laughs> just don't let nobody get get up there with you, a bunch of weird stuff. Stay away from it. You know, there's no such thing as generational curses. There's no such thing as. All these hocus pocus stuff. The, 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 the devil, one, one thing is that the devil's been defeated since Jesus took him out on the cross. Jesus went down to hell, chained him up and defeated him, drug him through the streets of hell, paraded him through the hell, streets of hell. He took captivity captive. Stop trying to put, put all this hocus pocus garbage on people. You're not helping them, you're hurting them. You're confusing them. And you have anything else you'd like to add? Well, thank, we'd like to thank you for joining us with this broadcast. Um, be, Stay tuned. We've got a lot of exciting things coming this year. We've got the Revival Now Broadcasting Network. we got some programming.
1: You get the opportunity to speak at an event? Yes. A major event. Yes. When's that?
0: Uh, it's going to be looks like it's September 5th
1: next
0: year and somebody else is going to have a broadcast on Revival Now Broadcasting Network um, maybe maybe not. I don't I don't, know. I, I don't know who it may be I'm not going to name he's any names he's wanting me to I'm not going to name any names but it, their, their first letter their name starts with Mary Saxbury I'm
1: not making any promises Mary
0: B. Saxbury <laughs> you'll be on there
1: who
0: knows? I don't know. Anyway, we want to go ahead and sign off here. Um, we love you. Check this on, We love you. God bless you. Have a great week in the Lord. This is a pro- this is a production of Revival Now International Media Ministries. For more information on our ministry, please contact us at revivalistjfs3 at gmail.com. Or call the text at 636-368-6490. God bless you and have a great day.